Fantastic. Well, it's great to be here at, what is it, uh, half past eight in the morning. What are you all doing here so early? So it's good. Okay, Proverbs 26.20. It did come up on the screen before. It says, fire goes out without wood and quarrels disappear when gossip stops. So my subject is probably really uncool and you don't want to look at anyone while a message like this is being preached, but it's a, a subject I think we need to tackle and it's a victory over gossip because gossip has some really powerful implications in our lives and we, we've got to realise that uh, uh, we've got to turn the tap off, so to speak, to gossip. So whenever we breach a subject like this, uh, we, we've got to do it with the aspect of love. So hopefully you can understand where we're coming from as a church this morning uh, with no condemnation because condemnation comes from the devil. So sometimes when people hear a message, certain types of messages, they have condemnation being heaped on them. That's the devil saying, that's you, that's you, that's you, you, you deserve to be punished. Nikke, how are you there? Hiding in the back row, great to see you. So... Uh, we need to, to realise that condemnation, the root of where that comes from, is not from God, so you've got to shake that off. But what we do want God to do in our lives is bring us to a point of conviction that leads to repentance that results in victory over the weaknesses and the things that have plagued our life. So can we um, give an amen to that this morning? So I'll give you some gossip quotes here this morning. Don't talk about yourself. It will be done when you leave. I like that one. Here's a, here's a gossip joke. I really dislike gossipers. They disgust me. Come on. I'm 56. Give me a break. But our culture, you know, I, I guess in modern culture, uh, I'm only talking from, from here, but the, the, the culture we have thrives on gossip. Um, there are gossip reporters in the media. You know, sometimes if you watch those morning breakfast shows uh, or even radio programs, there's, there's certain people, and that's their job, is they're gossip ninjas, gossip professionals who dig up gossip on celebrities or on uh, you know, uh, politicians even. That, that's their whole aim in life is to dig up gossip, find out things about people. So we live in a, in a culture that honours gossip. Uh, that makes it feel normal, that when we partake of that, when we behave in that way, that that's normal, that's okay, that's acceptable because it doesn't really harm anybody. But I want to show you some things this morning, the damage that it really does. So I'll give you the, a definition of gossip. When, when you talk about someone else exposing them in a malicious context to do them harm, that's what gossip is. So it doesn't sound very Christian, because it isn't. So uh, gossip is a spirit that works against the things of God, especially within a church. So gossip is a sin, but it's easily indulged in. It's easily uh, overlooked in, in our lives. We like to sort of um, uh, misappropriate its damage. So it's, it's not a fine line. I need to get this. You need to understand this really. It is not a fine line between gossip and pastoral care. That is a huge gap. So I'm going to explain that this morning. There is a massive gap between gossiping, talking maliciously about others, and pastoral care. So pastoral care is about concern to help others. Now, an issue that we have arise uh, now and then in the church is, is people, and so you need to understand this, people. If you put a prayer request on the prayer chain and someone comes to you and says, um, 
uh, hi, I, I heard that you were sick or whatever, how's it going? That's not gossip, that's called concern. That's called pastoral care. So a lot of people going around ringing me saying, Pastor, I put in a pastoral care prayer, prayer thing and it's supposed to be anonymous and people came up to me in church asking me, that's gossip. No, that's pastoral care. That means you care. That's not saying, oh, I was talking about you because you were sick, so you must be a real bad sinner. Well, you must have deserved it somehow. No, that's not what we're saying. We're saying we, we, we ask because we care. So do you understand that this morning? So we need to set some foundations for, for healthy church living and not be uh, constantly um, grading other people on their, on their intentions when they are just genuinely concerned. So hopefully we can set some things straight this morning. But gossip is a thing we become conditioned and comfortable with um, because we often don't want to see the damage that it's causing. So it leaves people... If you've been the subject of gossip, it leaves people with a, a condition that you, I don't know if there's a word for it, but you're unable to trust. And so you start to think, well, I don't know who I can talk to, who I can be friends with, because I don't know if they'll talk about me, and so I have a trust issue with people. So gossip judges everyone, but it defends itself. So it can say, why do they live in that house? Why do they buy a new car? Why are they wearing those shoes? Why are they wearing that dress? Why have they put on weight? Why have they got so skinny? You know, we're always using those, those prisms to look at everyone else, but we so, so quickly and easily justify ourselves and whoever we're talking to at the time, we do that in gossip. So perhaps you've been a victim of gossip and I hope this morning brings healing to those areas of your life and you begin to trust each other again, you begin to deal with gossip in a more healthy manner and move beyond it. Because gossip will cause people to stay constricted and constrained in a place that is not beneficial to them. So we want to set you uh, free today of unwarranted gossip that might have been spoken over your life. So what we don't want is to live under the shadow of other people's gossip. Now, if we're going to look at anyone in, in the world that had to deal with gossip, it was Jesus. He walked this earth and had everyone with their opinions about him and talked about him. And often Jesus would say, well, who do people say that I am? And, and if you read through the Gospels, there's time after time where the, there's one time where Jesus was going to the Passover celebration and it says everybody was talking in Jerusalem about Jesus. Some said he's a good guy, some said he's a bad guy, some said they don't know. And it says that everybody wouldn't say anything in public because they were scared of what the, the, the Jewish leaders would do to them if they spoke about Jesus. So gossip has, I was trying to think of a good way of putting it. I always say gossip has two sisters or two cousins, but today, or when I use these analogies today, gossip has two brothers, and that's envy and pride. So uh, Romans one twenty nine and uh, I think it's, I, I missed out the, the Corinthians. It's in Corinthians 12.20. It's either one or two. You'll have to look, look it up yourself. There's some homework. But Psalm 31 verse 18, it says, Let their lying lips be silenced, for with pride and contempt they speak arrogantly against the righteous. So I'll I tell you something. What, what I, I, I know is it's inevitable that people talk. It's inevitable that people will talk about you. Try having any form of, of um, uh, leadership in life and you'll see people will talk about you. I remember um, taking Josh to, to junior football 
And there's so many experts about what the coach is doing wrong or what the players are doing wrong. Everyone's talking. Everyone's got an opinion. But um, uh, we've just got to realise that people will talk about us and we have to have a healthy attitude with the Lord to step past those things and not let them be uh, so much baggage that we can't uh, move beyond it. So it's not... It's not a good environment to be in, either at work or in sport or in church, if it's a a gossip environment. Now, gossip is seductive. It draws you in. Here's a great quote. Hearing something you like about someone you don't, that's gossip. I'll say that again. You might need to think about this. Hearing something you like about someone you don't, that's gossip. Proverbs 18, verse 8. The words of a gossip are like choice morsels. They go down to the inmost parts. So there are two destructive outcomes to gossip. And I'll, take the, I'll, I'll read these out to you. Number one, gossip is a conversation about other people typically involving details which are not confirmed as true. So there's why gossip is so harmful because it operates in the realm where truth doesn't matter and often you know it's and it's also spoken where the other person is not there to give their side of the story Pauline uses a phrase all the time every it comes from the bible every story seems right until cross-examined and and often that's what uh, is missing in gossip is is someone will tell a story of their uh, their side of the story but there is no balance to that story so Proverbs 16 verse 28 tells us, a troublemaker plants seeds of strife, gossip separates the best of friends. Seeds of strife, things that may not be true, maybe half true or twisted true. So I think of the story, uh, what is it, 2 Samuel chapter 19, there's a story of Mephibosheth. Who's ever heard of him? Mephibosheth. He was... He was uh, Jonathan's son. Jonathan was, was Saul's son. And Jonathan and Saul are dead, killed on the battlefield. And now David becomes king. So if I've lost you already, I'm trying to keep it as clear as possible. And, and David was great friends with Jonathan. And he, he says, well, after a, a while of being king, he says, I wonder if there's anyone left of Jonathan's family. If there is, I want to show blessing. I want to show kindness to them. And so they say there is one son of Jonathan left. His name's Mephibosheth. Everyone say Mephibosheth. And he's crippled because when, when uh, well, the, the time in his life he got dropped by the nurse, she fell on top of him. She's a bit heavy and she fell on him and she crippled him. So poor guy was crippled. But David finds this Mephibosheth and starts to bless him and honour him. And then uh, there's some crisis in the kingdom and David has to run away, leave the, leave the palace, leave the, leave the throne, and he, he runs away. And Mephibosheth has a servant called Ziba, who was a servant of Saul. Who's ever heard of Ziba? You have? Well, and what happens with Mephibosheth and Ziba, Ziba is uh, there's something goes on. And so David runs away and, and, and when he comes back to the kingdom when it all gets sorted out. He comes back and, and there's, there's a little bit of controversy here because Mephibosheth didn't go with David. And David says, why didn't you go with the king when, when he was leaving Jerusalem? And he says, oh, well, because Ziba, he, 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 he stooged me. He, he didn't, didn't let me go because I was crippled. 
And so the story is, well, Zeba says something about Mephibosheth, Mephibosheth says something about Zeba, and, and somewhere in between is the truth. And so there's, I love those stories in the Bible because we can see that, hey, if you were, if you were Mephibosheth, you'd be saying, but, but I didn't mean anything bad. Um, and then David has to figure out, well, what's true and what's not here? And in the end, David just says, well, I don't know who's telling the truth. So he says, I'll divide their, um, the, the property that they were managing. I'll divide it between the two of you. And sometimes in life, we're never going to know the real truth in a circum situation where gossip has been prevailing. So we, we need to avoid it so that we don't have those kind of challenges. So the second thing, gossip cannot keep things in confidence. They're confidentiality breakers. And sometimes we've just got to learn who not to tell things to. It's just a fact of life. Sometimes you just know if, if we tell that person, the whole world's going to know by Tuesday. So gossip can't, think, can't keep things in confidence. Proverbs 11.13 says a gossip goes around telling secrets. But those who are trustworthy can keep a confidence. So gossip tells others what ought to be kept in confidence. And not everything needs to be shared abroad. Not every conversation you have, you need to tell others about. So it's much better to be known as the person who others can trust, who others can say, I have confidence in that person because if I talk to them about whatever, I know that it's going to be safe with them. And you want to, you want to make a determination in your spirit. Well, I want to be that person that others can trust. I don't want to be the leak that people say, well, I, I only talked to one person and now everyone's telling me about what's just happened. So gossip tells others what ought to be kept in confidence. So I want to tell you this morning, victory over gossip is possible. And it should be uh, the, the, the last thing to be found in, the, in a church is a culture of gossip. shouldn't be there. So James 3 verse 2. For if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. So the writer James says that if we can control our tongue, we'll control everything else. And that's a huge, huge statement right there. But the person who has victory over gossip is spiritually mature. So we, we want to be aiming for that. One of the, the uh, vision statements, or part of our vision statement, I should say, at one heart is that we are mature. And we want to be, we want to be aiming to be mature believers. So the person who has victory over gossip is spiritually mature. And as I already mentioned earlier, gossip is, is a destructive culture. The way to victory over it is to develop a culture of honour, where we want to honour one another in the things of God. We want to honour each other and lift each other up, not tear each other down. So Romans 12 verse 10 says, Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honouring each other. So what, what I want to introduce right now is speaking the truth with love. So can I just have some music there, please? I was supposed to tell you a secret code, but that's it. It's not secret anymore. Speak the truth with love. Sorry, Jimmy. We just ruined our, our perfect system. But avoiding gossip, th this is really, really important. Avoiding gossip doesn't mean we avoid confronting issues. It means we have straight lines with people instead of telling everyone else. So I'll read that, I'll, I'll say that again. 
So we need to understand some of these parameters if we're going to have healthy, good, strong relationships. Avoiding gossip doesn't mean we avoid confronting issues. It means we have straight lines with people instead of telling everyone else. So hopefully that's self-explanatory to you this morning. Ephesians 4 verse 15. It says, We will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. Ephesians 4 verse 2, always be humble and gentle, be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Making allowances for each other's faults, I mean that's a huge, huge culture shift here. So often we'll be going, well we, you know, we, we want to find the faults and we want to go and tell someone else. And uh, we have to war against that if we want to be men and women of God who are stepping into the promises and the purpose and the, the vision and the direction God has for our life, we have to, we have to gain victory over some of these cultural uh, issues that are cultures of the world that want to entangle themselves in the culture of the church. And you don't want to be that person who's trapped by that. So uh, as we come to wrap this all together this morning, there are two areas we ought to address in people. And uh, we want to make this... Uh, uh, again, as uh, I guess non-condemning as we can, because it's not supposed to condemn or bring, uh, uh, I guess, feelings of, of guilt or shame. We don't want to do that. Uh, again, if you feel those kind of things, whenever the, the, the word is preached, you probably find that the enemy is speaking through those words and twisting that so that um, you, you feel those, those emotions. But you want to feel uh, perhaps... Uh, con uh, conviction but then you say well Lord I know that I can fix these areas in my life will you help me and ask the Lord to grow you past those things so first there are people that you know personally when you've talked about others or maybe you've already uh, you've altered your opinions because what others have told you and you've lingered too long at that, at that uh, conversation of gossip you need to say, Lord, I'm just going to bring that to you this morning. And, and it becomes so habitual in our life that we can just say, well, I've just got so used to it. And, and people just come and tell me all, all this stuff all the time. But you know what? You don't want to make yourself a lightning rod, a, a, an attractor for people's gossip. You want to say, I, don't, I, I want to be like a mirror that it bounces off me. So that people go, oh, well, you know... Uh, and you don't have to be rude about it. You don't have to be mean about it. You just kind of, you, you just find ways. You ask the Holy Spirit to help you to say, um, in, in a polite way, in a, in a, a positive way, oh, look, I really don't need to know that right now. Um, because what happens is when, you, when you're a lightning rod or an attractor of gossip, then your, your attitude towards others who you should be forging relationships with and, and strengthening your life with, you start to distance yourself because you say, well, they don't like them, so, so I better get away from them. And, and then you start working the room according to who you think's popular and who's not. That's, that's a very destructive culture to have in a church. So second group of people, if you've been affected by the gossip others have spread about you, and so perhaps you find it difficult to trust, then I want to ask that this morning you allow God to rebuild relationships in your life. Rebuild relationships in your life. That you say, God, I want to get this area right. You know, there's, there is no benefit in, in um, living a culture of gossip that keeps you and others alienated. 
that's not the kingdom of God. The place where the Spirit moves, where the Holy Spirit is poured out in, in, um, in untapped measure is where there's unity. And what gossip successfully does is separates the, the, the brothers and sisters in the church. I was going to say brethren. Oh, well, that sounds really, really Christianese. But it separates the body into factions. So Romans 1, 8 verse 1. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. So I want people to walk out of here today shaken free of all condemnation, shaken free of things that have been gossiped about you, being gossiped about your church, gossiped about your life, uh, shaken free of all those, uh, uh, those relationships that have been strained and all those relationships that have been divided because of gossip. And we're going to pray right now that gossip becomes a part of the past. We're going to pray for victory over gossip. So why don't we just stand together this morning as I pray. I just ask that you, you uh, um, join with me in this prayer. So I'm just going to uh, invite you and ask if you, if you uh, want to be part of this. And you're saying, God, I want to step past these, uh, these areas of, of uh, breakdowns in my life. And I want to be a better person. I want to be uh, the... the instrument that God uses in my future, then you could just raise your hand. Why don't we all just raise our hands right across this place this morning, and I'd love to pray with you, and we're going to see chains broken, we're going to see cultures shift that are going to cause us to grow and flourish in the things of God. So dear Heavenly Father, we, we just pray right now that we will build a better culture, that we build a bigger culture that's not based on the things of this world. Lord, I pray for healing for those who have been hurt by unfair and untrue words. Lord, we just set them free right now in Jesus' name. I pray that there may be trust again, that there may be freedom again to, to uh, 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 trust people, to, to join with them and, and uh, have healthy conversations. Lord, I pray that there may be uh, a freedom in the church. Lord, strengthen us to be bigger than gossip. And Lord, we lose condemnation, we lose shame, and we renounce gossip as a culture in our lives. And I pray that in Jesus' name, that we may walk out of this place free. No condemnation, no shame or guilt. But Lord, we just pray right now that you cleanse our hearts. You cause our minds to be alert to you. And Father, I just pray that we walk a better walk from this day on in Jesus' name. Amen. So one thing, you can take your seats. One thing we always do. I want to thank you for... Um, allowing me to, to, to pray over you this morning. And I really believe that, that uh, when we take on some of these things, that life can start to change and we can start to see and experience the, the goodness and blessing of God, perhaps that we've never been able to experience before. But um, if we could just have our prayer up on the, on the screens, something that I think is really, really important that we do here in the church is to give people the opportunity to accept Jesus in their life today. Now, Today's message, I guess, was, wasn't all about uh, um, how Jesus interacts, how he did with people on earth. But I want to tell you something. God loves people and he sent Jesus as a perfect sacrifice to take away our sin and to deal with the issues that keep us separated from God. Now, I know some people criticize doing a prayer like this, but you know what? It's, it's for those who don't know their way back to God. It's for those who are, are searching for healing in their soul and if that's you this morning then then uh, you can pray this prayer with us we're all going to pray it together you don't have to repeat it after me but uh, we're going to pray and if 
you've never prayed a prayer like this before and you want to get your life right with God, then pray this prayer, believe it in your heart, come and talk to me afterwards. I'd love to uh, pray with you and encourage you more in this decision. But perhaps you've been away from God and you've, you, know, you know it's time to come back. Then I want to invite you to pray this prayer and say, God, I want to come back to you. I want to serve you again. I want to be forgiven again. So whichever way it is, let's pray this prayer together. Dear Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God, that you died on the cross and rose again to forgive my sins. I ask that you forgive me. I give you my life and I invite you to be my Lord and Saviour. Today, I am born again. I trust my future into your hands. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless your church. We've got some more baptisms next Sunday, so I'm really excited about that. So um, God's doing some great things among people in our church. I just want to encourage you. Um, keep your eyes out for, for others and help them and encourage them this morning. And um, I'll see you out there for coffee.